Hey y'all, it's Tanaya and Mitchell here. What's good? And welcome back to the Hargit Halftime. So we are on episode nine, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking about finances and money and debt and just our personal experiences and what we've gone through and what we're currently going through as it relates to money. Yeah, hope you guys enjoy the show. All right, so um, I came on here a few weeks ago when we were talking about open marriages and open relationships and kind of spoke on how people can perceive marriage as a business. You remember that, right? Yes. Um, And I think when we talk about finances that it can be, this is the part of a marriage to where people may look at it as a business. Right, Um, okay. You know, you're bringing your finances and someone else's finances together and how do you make it work and lifestyles and just everything essentially ends up being about money. More Um, money, more problems. Right. But it doesn't always have to be that way. Right. Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It it, it can be. It it can work, I think, but it, it has to work. It can only work if you're transparent with what is going on in your life financially, at least from our experience. Yes, Um, I agree. And that's something that we talked about in premarital counseling as well, is how we were going to handle finances. And I think we actually disclosed even to our, um, what do we call them, our marriage mentors? Mm -hmm. Uh, We actually disclosed that information with them as well, I believe. So, well, we, yeah, the, well, one of the, one of the topics was like credit score, and we started talking about it. And like, I wasn't gonna say mine because, of course, it's like nobody's business. And like tonight, I started saying hers, and they were like, "No, you don't have to share it." So, yeah, I'm I an mean, open book. Everybody that knows me knows that I I don't really have a filter when it comes to sharing personal things. Well, I do in some cases, but I mean, this was like my soon-to-be husband so I was like well we talk about it so I'm just gonna let everybody know right and it's okay for it like for me to know and stuff but you know people shouldn't know everything but anyways um I think a big part of finances when coming into a marriage is um things that you did with your money when you were single um versus things that you now have to be more you have to be more responsible I assume Right. Or not, I assume, but I know when you are in a marriage or when you're in a relationship. Um, so personal versus joint finances. Um, sure. So, Tanaya, what would you say your spending habits were before you got married? Before um, you got married, before, before you got married. Before you got married, <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I think, well, of course, you know, before we met, you know, before we started dating, I was in college. So, um, you know, I'm in college. So I spend my things like money, (laughs) alcohol, going shopping, you know, what a regular college student does. I I think I did. I had money. I remember I started working um, before I left for school and I actually had saved up a good amount of money. Um, so I was, you know, I started young, my parents always, especially my dad, shout out to my dad. He's always like, save, you gotta save, save money. So you were a saver. I was a saver. I mean, I, I did have my share of spending, like I said, you know, back in college, but I think I really started to be what they call frugal with my money. Um, 
you know, after we started dating, um, I'm still technically single, but after we started dating and I moved back home and I got my real first big girl job, you know, um, and I was living at home with my mom. I moved back home with my mom and I was staying with her and I was stacking my money. Like I was not spending money on nothing. I didn't have to pay no bills except for my phone bill. Like I was basically living under my mom's roof, paying the phone bill and stacking my money. And that's what I was doing. And you can ask my mom. I was very stingy with my money. I, I know. I don't have to ask her. I know for myself you were stingy with money. I was money. so stingy with my money. Ain't it funny, y'all, how when it's our parents' money, we're just like, oh, yeah, can I get this? I want that. It don't even that. have to be your parents' money. It can be, if it's, as long as it's not your money, like. Well, I mean, <laughs> in this situation, you know. Right. Staying at home with my mom, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm spoiled. I'm not afraid to admit it. So, I was like, hmm, I don't have to spend a dime because. I know my mom's going to help me. <laughs> well, just put yourself out on front, front street there. I mean, hey, we're being transparent. I we mean. are. Uh, for me, I was the opposite. Um, I guess so. You got money to blow like Drake, huh? No, I, no, I didn't have money to blow. I, coming out of school before I graduated, made a bonehead move. And, a bonehead? Yeah, just a crazy decision to sign a lease in an apartment and I had not even secured like a full-time job out of out of college so was that when you were at millennial one yeah that's that was the first apartment out millennial yeah, millennial, millennial one whatever they call it and so <laughs> shout out to Charlotte North Carolina <laughs> I <clears throat> excuse me I signed this lease and don't even have a job so Wait, you you were working at Nike though, not right? a full-time job like a Nike weren't gonna pay the bills so I was part-time at Nike. I didn't know that. Yes. Um, and so I ended up getting my first job, which was hilarious. Like, I, I remember, like, it was at a group home, and it was, um, I was making, like, $10 an hour, and I was just like, oh, like, this is great. Like, you know, I was making, like, eight-something at Nike, like a $2 raise. Like, this is great. It's full-time. No. Um, all that to say, like, First of all, I didn't have enough money to save. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't dang. making enough, period. Um, but in that instance of me not having enough money, it was just like, well, I ain't got it anyway. So these new Jordans come out. So I'm going to buy these new Jordans. See what you don't got. Or, right. <laughs> you know. And um, that was very, very uh, detrimental to me all the way to the point to where, like, I had got a credit card. And the purpose of the credit card was to – like help build my credit because at that point I not really had any credit right I knew I was gonna need some yeah um so the purpose was to you know use it to get your groceries and stuff you know maybe get some gas and pay it off at the end of the month of course that turned into well you know whatever going out to eat getting food (laughs) buying shoes so that's where you got that habit from it's not a well yes it was a very bad habit that I that I developed and it was just like well I'll just pay it off eventually um did you pay it off yeah it's paid off yeah did you pay every like you said no 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 no. i didn't you mean like at the end of every month month? no 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 no. (laughs) i think i looked at my bank my my statement one day and i was just like what in the world have you done well you were at least paying the minimum yeah i was paying the minimum but it racked up so quickly we all know right that if you have any type of credit card that paying the minimum is not don't do nothing well 
that's what I was doing. You know, my mom was like, we need to get you, you know, your credit together. So, you know, my mom added me on a couple as an authorized user on a couple of her accounts. And then I kind of learned and I opened up a few of my own. But I was always paying the minimum balance. And I know they say, you know, you're not supposed to do that. But that's how you know your girl was frugal with her money. Because I was like, I'm only paying the minimum. And well, when frugal, it, when no it gets down under $100, then I'll pay the whole balance or half of the balance off. But I was. I definitely was frugal with my money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, it was was not saving. Didn't have, like I said, didn't have the money to save. But it's like I don't have it. Might as well just go ahead and spend it. So money it was just boom, whatever. But I look back on it now, like I'm happy that I made those mistakes early on. Yeah, and I was able to like bounce back. So I basically like a, a year before I moved up here mm-hmm. to Louisville. I moved back in with my parents, and I basically paid off all my credit card debt. Oh, that's so I good. I had no credit card debt. I was good. Um, so being able to learn that and understand, like, that's not the way that you want to live. Right. Like, just putting it on credit and saying you'll pay it back later because if you always have that mentality, like, it's you're always going to be looking to buy the next thing. Yeah, um, and then that's when you lose track. And you right, lose, you lose track, and it's just yeah. like, dang, I done spent $500 on this credit card. I only get paid like $600, you know, how am I going right. just throwing out a number there? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was my finances before, before we got married. It was just kind of like living carefree, just not really caring because at the end of the day, like if I screwed up my finances, then it really didn't affect anyone but me. Yeah, that's true. So it was like, okay, well, and also too, like I can keep a seat, you know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can put on a persona that, you're not in any debt like who's gonna go around looking for your stuff so right. you can kind of put this picture in people's head of like oh yeah i'm doing fine i'm not in any, in any debt look i just bought a new pair of shoes or right. look i you know i got groceries in the house meanwhile you paying for it on credit so right um, i don't know i think for me um i think the credit cards that i had i think were probably like you gotta chill because i had clothing credit cards mm-hmm. that was where i tried to build my yeah, credit, store credit you know cards. store credit card so i met there were times where I, I i mainly was frugal but there were also times where i was like oh i need some new clothes so i think the bulk of my money always went to food or clothes mm-hmm. um and then there was a you know probably after my first year and a half second year of that of the job my first job i kind of put myself on a hold and i was like i wasn't spending no money Unless it was on food, you know, I might buy something here and there, but I really started to like tighten up, you know, um, and I really started to stack my money and I was saving and, you know, putting away money after every paycheck. Um, oh, you was, you was good. I was. I, I mean, my dad was always like, save. Right. Save and it's, money. it's important to save. Definitely. It is. Um, so transitioning um, before we talk about spending, mer- spending habits now. Um, I want to go in to talk about what were your expectations, whether it was before we knew that we were getting married or once we, you know, were engaged and were planning to get married. What were your expectations of finances once married? Um, I mean, I kind of was just like, you know, you always hear people talk about, you know, when you get married, you know. You're supposed to share your money and da, da, da. You know, I had, you know, people telling me what they thought was the right thing to do or their suggestions or whatever. I don't really know if I had. I just knew, like, I had my money. 
separate, mm-hmm. like my savings. And I think in the beginning, I kind of was like, well, this is my money. I saved this money. Wow. So what's in my savings account is yours. Is mine. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest for my savings account. Right. You know, like that was money that I put away from each each check that mm-hmm. I got or, each, you know, tax returns, whatever. Mm-hmm. I put that money away. So my savings, why am I having to share? I think why am I having to share that with somebody else? And you do have a valid point. Like that's what you saved. And the other person should be saving to to have that same fun funding in their savings account so i i can agree with you there um that changed though obviously guys right but i mean like you know if we have an understanding like and we'll talk about it later about how we handle our finances now um right. what were your expectations so my expectations were shoot well if i'm doing this on one salary wait till i get married and i got two salaries like you know my salary and my wife's salary like we're gonna be real good And one thing that I've learned, um, whether you, whether it's intentional or not, you grow with your money. I'm a big believer of that. So Mm. if you make $10 an hour and then you bump up to, you double that to $20 an hour, like to an extent, like you're going to grow naturally, you're going to grow with your money because your money gives you more access to do different things that you couldn't do before. Uh. And naturally they cost more. Okay. So you may think that you're going to be saving, but, and and it may seem like that at first, but you know, the things that you always wanted to do, like you can now do, so you're going to start doing them. And then that sets a whole nother standard, at least for me in my experience, sets a whole nother standard of life for you. And you start participating in those things. And now you're not eating off the dollar menu at McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? You got you, you got you a value (laughs) meal. You know what I'm saying? You don't supersize it, you know, and then now you're not eating at McDonald's. You're going to, you know, Outback or Applebee's, you know, you just kind of grow with what you can do. And I think that's natural as, as a person. So, I mean, I um, think I I agree with that. Cause now that you say that, I think about back when I think it was probably the, the last year, that I was living at home and, you know, I got an increase in my salary and I actually started getting my nails done. So that was like a mm-hmm. expense. It may seem small, but to the girls that the ladies that, you know, we get our nails done on the regular, you know, that's like a big deal, you know, nails, feet, hair. I think that was probably the biggest thing for me at the end um, was I started getting my, my nails done and my hair done more often at the end. But other than that, it was food clothes here and there and then there was like a period where I stopped but I think that I definitely see your point as in like when your money grows you grow and you kind of want to kind of step your I guess step your game up I don't know if it's necessarily that's necessarily stepping your game up I just think it's more of like like I said like you have your money money gives you access to do different things right and when you have that access to something that you've never had access to do like you want to do it Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we want to go eat at, and I don't, you know I me, mean, I don't do fancy restaurants like that, but if I want to go and get a expensive steak, like, if I have the access to do that, then I can do it. Whereas in, if I was making $10 an hour, that doesn't even cross my mind because right. I know, like, I'm going to have to save, 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 and mm-hmm. it's not going to, like, put a damper in my pocket or I right. have to, you know, somehow recover. Um Spending habits now that we are married, um, for me, 
since we've been married, I've purchased, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, just one shoe? Yeah, I think it might have been one shoe, which is a shock, y'all, because if y'all know Mitchell, Mitchell used to work at Nike. So Mitchell has shoes for days, like our bedroom closet, his side, the racks are filled with shoes, and then he has moved, he has shoes that are also in a guest bedroom in the closet correction not a guest bedroom excuse me his future man cave guy get it right his future man cave he has shoes in that closet as well meanwhile i worked at nike and i probably bought like two or three pair of shoes like i wasn't really big on the you know i work at nike buy some shoes no that wasn't but not to get off topic I did buy you a pair of 97s. Yes, he bought me a pair and of now gold she wants 97s. More shoes, so. I didn't want more. I I want another pair. My birthday is coming up. So, but yeah, I think now that we're married, um, I definitely think we live comfortably. Well, kind of. Um, I definitely was still saving. Personally, even when I moved up here and I you know, had that job, my last job, I was still saving my money. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had a good amount, a good amount saved up. And I still, I think I actually became a little bit more stingy with my money. Like Mm -hmm. if it wasn't food. Do you think that's because you have, you now have more responsibilities? (sighs) Yeah, but I also kind of think like I've gotten so used to it now. Like it doesn't bother me. Like Used to saving or used to being stingy? I think now because I have more, uh, okay, let me back up. Because we have more responsibilities doesn't stop me from still being frugal. Hmm. I'm still frugal. Mm-hmm. I only spend my money on food. I don't, when's the last time you see me actually go shopping? Like clothing wise. It's, it's been, been a, a minute, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably been some months. I don't really, I'm that person I recycled through clothes. I've switched shirts and stuff like that. So I, unless I get like the strong urge to, you know, ball out, then I do. But I think I'm still frugal. And especially now, you know, being unemployed, unemployment checks come and I save that. Like I put some, I put most of it towards bills and then I put the other parts of it away. For a rainy day, for emergency fund, so. Okay. Yeah, that's, and, that, and that's the way it should be, especially. And and for me, I think it was the reason that I don't spend as much as I used to um, on, like, shoes and different things is because of that responsibility of, like I said before, like, it was easy for me to go and spend or charge something to a car because it was like, well, it's just me. So if anyone got to suffer, suffer these consequences, it's just me. Instead of me having to come in the house one day and be like, yeah, I bought these shoes and now I'm broke. You want to know something funny? So I remember like when I, and I mean, it still kind of hits now. Granted, I don't use my credit cards, really any of them much now. But when I was like using my credit cards, like actively Mm -hmm. a few years back, back, every time I would get a charge, like I would be so mad at myself. Like, girl, why did you swipe this card? Because Mm -hmm. now you got to pay it off. Now you got to pay it off. Now you got to pay it off. I would be so upset at myself, yeah. like, yeah. here's this $50 charge or this $80 charge or whatever, and mm. now I got to pay it off, but yeah. I still did it. 
And and for those that don't may not be familiar with credit cards, a credit card isn't bad if you use it responsibly. Yes. One thing I can say for myself is is I was I I can never be late on a payment. So if I had one hundred and fifty dollars in my account and the minimum payment was eighty dollars and I didn't get paid for another two weeks, I was paying that minimum payment. It sucked in the moment, um, but it increased my credit score, um, yeah. which of course helps. So I guess that's kind of the mentality that I had. I was like, I can't miss a payment because it was almost like, yeah, I don't know the person, the the people on the other end, of course. But for me, the quote unquote, the idea of letting someone down that need that they don't need the money, but is, are expecting that money. Like to me, I just couldn't deal with that. I couldn't sleep. It was just like, oh, I owe these people money. Um, so it was it was tough. It was hard for me to to do that. But that. Yeah. I that's funny you say that because I remember like when my mom first started talking about like credit scores and everything like I I still am now but there was a brief moment where like I was always checking my credit score and like I would just get hot when it would drop even the slightest bit or like I would see like oh you have a payment or you know this this new transaction you know lowered your credit score like those things really you know they got to me i'll be like uh tonight what are you doing mm-hmm. like just stop stop swiping your credit cards right <laughs> but like i said it paid off yes um transitioning you kind of spoke about spending and how your dad um, was such a big influence one of the things that he told us was you know try to have three months of expensive st- expenses saved up for rainy days um it's just those rainy days that is <laughs> in my opinion to me especially being a new homeowner, which we'll touch in a few minutes also, is one of the hardest things to do at this point, is trying to get three months worth of expenses saved up. I don't know about you, but it is it is uh, tough. It is tough. It requires a lot of discipline. It and does. And, you know, putting away a certain amount every time you get paid. And I think, I think for whatever reason... I think that it was easy for me to put money away getting paid every week than it was once a month. Yeah, I can see that. So like it's easier to manage your money when you get paid every week. Yeah, but then there's also like the there was also the downside of getting paid every week cuz I felt like my money was dropping mm-hmm. and then that came back up. Right, yeah. But I definitely I definitely appreciate my dad, you know, and my mom too, of course, but I know my dad was always, always preaching, still does preach to this day, um, about saving money and, you know, having money saved up. And it's definitely something that I, at first I was like, Oh dad. Okay. Like, uh, leave me alone, please. Like Like, I got this, but but they I'm, know. They know. They've and been they through it. Right. They and don't want us to make the same exactly. mistakes that, and, that they made. So that was. And that is what my dad always good. says. I just don't want you to make the same mistakes mm-hmm. that I made. So. So we're I not there it. yet, but we're working on it. We are. We're working on it diligently to get the three months uh, saved up. And it's, it's really important now, of course, tonight is unemployed. So it's kind of like, okay, well, now you have to be really thinking because that was something that we just kind of never saw coming. Um, and not in the way that not as quickly as, as quickly right. as it happens and that's the purpose of having the emergency fund is 
is to be when you least expect it. Right. So that's something that we have spoke about and that we're really definitely making more of an effort to get saved up um, those three months, especially, um, like we said, being a homeowner. Um, right, because things add up when you are a new and add up. homeowner. For those who don't know, we purchased this home October last year. Well, we, we, we closed October probably August or September, we put in the offer. Right. Um, and I was a big one of something that happened at the apartment. I think it was. When those tape when our, when our tables yes, got stolen some, from so the So we mailbox. had these, long story short, we had these um, community lockers to where like if anything was too big, to, well, nothing went in the leasing office because they didn't want to be responsible for it. So when Amazon or whoever came in to drop something off, they would um, put it in this locked box and would send you a code, an email with a code. So long story short, our table was too big to go in a regular box. It, it was a wedding into, gift. <laughs> yeah, it was a wedding gift. It went into this community it was a coffee box table. And someone stole it. So yeah, we went through this. that was the worst. What was that? Three weeks of yeah, my life. It, it was terrible. <laughs> so we went through this whole battle with the third party company that that owned, I guess, owned the parcels um, with the apartment complex. And we spoke to the people that owned it and was just basically like, yeah, there's clearly someone taking away your package. And the apartment complex basically said, no, we talked to the person. We really believe them. Um, so I was like, okay, They're upstanding right, citizens, right? I was like, okay, this is enough. Like, I, <laughs> I can't, I can't be at a place like this to where I don't feel comfortable. And there's just other things that happen. Like we had all these amenities that weren't, that didn't work. Like the trash compactor sucked, and and it was a, it was in a nice area of town. So I told Tanaya, I was just like, look, I was like, we're either one gonna move um, to a different apartment, or two, we're gonna buy a house. And I think tonight looked at me like I was a deer in the headlights when I said buy a house. Yeah, I was like, we can rent it. Let's just go look at yeah. other apartments. You know, we can take it slow. And we don't have just, to buy right yeah, now. And I was like, nah, let's let's look. So I thought this man was crazy, y'all. We looked and looked. Um, we're probably 20, 20 plus houses probably that we yeah, looked at. Yeah, 20 plus um, houses. But yeah, so we, you know, got the home in, in October. And I'll probably say each month... We have done something. It's a brand new house. Um, we have done something to the house. Just last week, um, a piece broke on the on the air conditioning. Thank God it was still on the, the builder's warranty, so they came in and replaced the whole thing. Um, but that just kind of leads into um, having that extra money saved up because you never know when something's going to happen. And it's not just a pickup quick pick up the phone or put in a work order to have someone like in the apartment. apartment right to have somebody come fix it and i just want to say to y'all being a homeowner is like discipline because i have been wanting to deck this house out and like really get Tonight it i wanted way. to buy everything in the first month and oh I was my just like, gosh sweetie baby <laughs> we, we don't have to buy everything oh right my now gosh you know how it is when you when you get something brand new and you're so excited about it i was so excited about getting our house, you know, real homey and real like home design, you know, HGTV type of vibes. But, you know, Mitchell was like, you got to chill. And I think he has taught me so much patience, you know, with this process. And I definitely have slowed down when you agree for the people. Give me some credit. Yeah, she, she has slowed down. She has. Um, well, obviously, I don't have a job. Made a conscious <laughs> effort um, to. 
be frugal. Be frugal and not to always just, like we would just shoot like, yeah, can we go out and look? And I know going out to look turned into, oh, we really need this. And I'd be like, Tanaya, do we need it? <laughs> Or do you just want it? And She's like, well, we said. need it. And I'm just like, why do we need it? That was my mama right there. Is it a want or is it a need? Yeah, like, we don't we don't need it. But, I mean, we've, you know, we slowly but surely started to get the house to where we want it. It's a long process. Um, the good thing is, is like, we plan on being in this house for, for a good little minute. So, we're going to continue to add things and continue to budget to make sure that we have... Like okay, emphasis on budget, budget <laughs> to get what we want, um, which leads me into my next segment of um, maintaining a certain quality of life within a budget. And I think for me, that's very important because I like nice things and I know you like nice things and I know you like to eat, you know, eat in nice places and buy. I like good food. food y'all. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> um, do you think that's been a challenge with being a homeowner and wanting to do nice things to the house? And like, we talk about stuff that we want to do all the time. Like we have like five or six projects that we want to do to the house. It's just, but it's not a, it's not a need. It's a, it's more of a want. So how do you, Mm, a couple of those things are actually a need, like a water softener. We need right, Right. 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 (laughs) Um, I, I don't think it's, I'm not going to call it a challenge per se. It's just something that, it's it's different because you know before i'm going to take it back to before like when we both were living with our parents we didn't have to really really deeply think about our spending habits we kind of just spent Mm -hmm. because both of our parents didn't really they didn't require us to pay I had to pay rent, so well, I mean, for the six, seven months I was okay, at my parents' well, house. My mom didn't, and I definitely did chip in, though. Like, I chipped in with electricity. I chipped in with water, like, on my own accord. But it, it, it wasn't to the magnitude of us being in our own home, right. you know, paying for things and mm-hmm. doing things for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it has just amplified it i don't think it's a challenge it's kind of just like okay all those things that we did you know when we were younger what our parents taught us now we're finally putting it to the test um i think i wouldn't even say like now has been i wouldn't even say i mean now has kind of been a challenge but I think we're managing we're managing it very well um, compared sure. to you know what it could have been. Um, there's always a worst case scenario, so I think we're doing okay. There are some things that we do need, like a water softener, because this Indiana water is tearing our skin. I mean, my skin to, I got used to. Yeah, it. it has, but in the beginning, I was like, "Is it the soap? Is it the lotion?" Like. Um, I definitely still would like for us to get a water softener, but for sure. So, but yeah, no, definitely wanting to live, live that same quality of life that we've been accustomed to living so far. I um, think we kind of are though. Like we, yeah, we, are. we get food, you know, when we really want to, or mm-hmm. when I tell Mitchell, like, I'm tired of being domestic, like I don't want to cook. So <laughs> we got to get something to eat. But yeah. for the most part, I think, I think we're still kind of comfortable. 
I mean, it's not as comfortable as before, but. Right. When we want to do something, we we can. We can and, and I yeah. think that's important. And that goes into the budget of, you know, we set, um, we make sure that we set, put that line in the budget of, we know that once a month, twice a month, whatever it is that we want to be able to do something. And I remember you, I remember that was something that you, yes. that you, um, expressed when we, when we, um, kind of after marriage counseling and we kind of were talking and even when I moved in, moved up here, you know, we kind of were like, okay, well, let's not try to, you know, do something every weekend. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's get it on a schedule, you know, where we kind of plan to do something nice once or twice a month. And Mm -hmm. I think we did pretty good with that. Yeah. And like I said, it's just built into the budget is, I low key I should have been an accountant, but I I hate numbers. (laughs) Yeah, and I definitely don't. But it's just... (laughs) you just want to make sure that you don't have any surprises. Right. And I think we've, we've done that a few surprises, but nothing that, but again, it's built in and we can, we can definitely handle, um, handle that. Can you handle it? Wow. (laughs) Mm. Um, so a big, a big thing that people discuss, um, when it comes to marriage and finances is joint bank accounts. Before marriage, how did you stand on that as far as should it be, should... So, I think there's three ways that it can be done, and we'll tell how we do it. So, I think each person can have their own bank account. Okay. Right? Yes. And that's it. There can be one bank account to where all the money goes into, Mm. or there can be... (laughs) There can be a joint bank account, and each person has their own separate bank accounts. Right. Going... Growing up, how did you kind of... What did you kind of envision or did you envision what it would look like? I don't think I did. I think I kind of like looked to, you know, like, you know, what my mom did, what my dad and my my stepmom did. Like, I kind of just looked around like, okay, well, these people that are married, what are they doing? Um, You know, there of course, you know, like people love to talk about, well, this is what this is how you should do your finances when you get married, or this is what I'm going to do, or this is what I'm not going to do. I, my memory might just be that bad, but I honestly don't know if I had like this preconceived notion of what, when I get married, this is what I want out of my finances. I don't, I don't know. My memory might just be that bad. Like quarantine is just my brain. Mm. What do about some, you? Do some brain exercises. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I had a, an an idea. It kind of was made clear to me, and maybe even you in marriage counseling on what we wanted to do, and um, kind of where we decided to land on. And disclaimer um, is is basically what works for you, not you know what we do. We're not saying go out and do it for your for your marriage or your relationship. You know, your you and your spouse or your you know your significant other, it can work out different ways. So you do what's best for you. But for us, what stood out for me in marriage counseling was, um, one of the one of the mentors said, you know, it's good to have a joint bank account. But what happens when you want to surprise your significant other and buy them something? And they look on the on the bank right. statement. How, how can you like, do that? What is that? You know, like with a joint account. <laughs> 
So that stuck with me, and I was like, you know, you are right, because, you know, birthdays come up and anniversaries and Valentine's Day and different things come up. And just up. doing nice things. And just because gifts, and it's just like, well. Flowers. We, I want to make sure that I can keep <laughs> that discreet. And so you're not going to get me off my game by saying <laughs> flowers. Um, I should have bought you flowers. So we kind of landed on the decision of I have my own bank account. Tanaya has her own bank account and we have a joint bank account. The joint bank account is where all of the household bills come out of. And groceries. That's a, that's a bill. It's, it's a bill. It's, okay. it's what I, I budgeted in. Food is not a bill. It's, it's what I budgeted into the budget was, okay. was food. What you budget out. into the budget. Yeah. What I put into the budget. Yeah. Um, and. <laughs> So that's what we decided to do from a... Yeah, I was not about to just dump all of our money into one account because I have my moments where I like to eat food. Right. And sometimes that food is like $20. $20. And, and that was another thing. Like, it shouldn't be... I feel like you. Would, I feel like we would be clocking each other's every... 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 What is it? Every, every every moment. Every, every moment. We'd be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. What is this? Right. Why are you spending this on this? Yep. And that's just not, you know. I agree. It, that's not what I wanted to do. Right. So I, I agree 100%. That's where I was going, going at next was what a joint account, in our opinion, is, well, you have to be conscious. You have to be conscious of what you spend your money on. And it's just like. Well, if it's my money, why should I have to? If tonight wants to go out and get a $20 lunch, then that's not my problem. As long as that money is going into the joint account, that's supposed to be, and the bills are paid. Same thing with me. If I want to go out one day and buy me a pair of shoes, as long as things are taken care of in the house, then what I do with my personal, personal money, money exactly. is... It's your business. It's my business. Like Tabitha Brown says, it's my business. Wow. <laughs> not not to say that that money in my account is exclusively mine. No. And vice versa for Tanaya, because if something happens and we need extra money in a joint account or we went ham on, in a joint account, then, you know, you throw some money in a joint account. Or if Tanaya's like, hey, I need some money, you know, vice versa, you know, right. we do that. But it's not a... Oh, tonight, let me see what's in your bank account today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let me see what's in your savings account today. The only thing that we look at jointly is the joint account. Um, I mean, I might share, you know, what I have going on in my accounts. But that's usually when we're talking about, you know, if we're short in the joint account mm -hmm. or, for example, I've definitely been sharing my my account information with Mitchell lately because you know with unemployment and just where I'm moving money and you know what I'm doing with my money and how much I'm putting into the joint account from unemployment so I think I mean we share on a need-to-know basis but we also are just that comfortable with each other to where we kind of just be like there have been times where I have randomly have been like Mitchell how much money you got in your checking account and he will he'll tell me you know, not because I'm like trying to clock his pockets, but she be trying to clock my pockets, y'all. No, I do not. So, I got my own money. Yeah, she got her own money. I'm uh, in my own bag. Oh, oh <laughs> but you're not in mine too. I am in yours too because we're married. Ha <laughs> 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 What's yours is mine, and what's yeah, mine is yours. Man. That is so true, y'all. That statement is 
across the board, not just with money, everything. What's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. Yes, definitely. Um, so people may be wondering how we determine how much money goes into the joint account. Yes, that's where Mitchell comes in, y'all. Because um, anybody that knows Tanaya knows that she hates math. Don't ask me to add up anything. I will pull out my calculator in a heartbeat. Well, I mean, I had to pull out my calculator too. Basically, what I did was no, was you I took, you are you got you're a human calculator. But Give yourself I, some credit. I, I when it comes to like percentages and stuff, yes, I'm you can I'm bow, you can spit stuff off the top of your head. Can. You can add up stuff in your head. Give I'm, yourself some credit. I'm pretty good at that. Okay, I'm sometimes. a tutor whore. Toot toot. Appreciate it. No problem. Um. So so what I did was is I took what we both made a year and broke it down to about what we get paid in a month, and I added that up to an amount. And then I took the expenses or the bills that we have in a month, and I said, okay, we have, I'm just throwing out a number, $4,000 in expenses. And between, I make 35% of the income that comes in monthly. Tanaya makes another, makes, makes up the other 65% of the income. So naturally, Tanaya would pay 65% of the 4000 I would pay 35% of the 4000 That way it's not like, I, to me, I feel like it's not fair that if I make, you know, $10 an hour and Tanaya makes $30 an hour, that we both contribute in $2,000 to the bills if it's $4,000 because $2,000 to someone that makes $30 is totally different to $2,000 that make for somebody that makes $10 an hour. Yeah, that's stretching somebody's pocket if they right. don't have it. And I think that's what you did for me. So when I was working, um, Mitchell was making more money than me. So what he was putting in, I basically think I'm, – I'm actually glad it worked out that I got paid once a week because mm-hmm. it was easier for me to build up to probably what? Was it like a fourth of – I don't know. I don't know what the percentage was. Yeah. But being being that I was getting paid once a week, I was able to build every week to, I'm not going to say a 50-50 match to what Mitchell was putting in when he got paid, but I was close. But he knew, okay, babe, you only make this amount of amount of money, a money a week or a month. So I know I can't ask you to put half of the money in, you know, right. each week because then you don't have any money left over for your own right. personal you bills, your, you know. What you want to do with your money and well, my student loans and my car payment, you know, right. there had to be some type of cushion for me to be able to pay my personal bills mm-hmm. on top of our joint bills. Right. And and I think I think it's worked out. It has. Um, it most definitely has worked out. And so of course, with that being said, like we had to be very transparent about how much we made. Yes. Um Definitely. Which that's another question that comes up of, well, why does somebody have to know how much I make? And for me, I don't think it's important as of like, oh, you make this much more money than I do or whatever. I just think it's part of the whole transparency thing of, you know, we talk about living a certain lifestyle. You know, if I'm given a perception that I make, I'm just throwing out a number, $100,000, $150,000, and I'm living this type of lifestyle, but in reality I make $40,000 and you're coming into this marriage thinking that not saying that money is everything, but you may make the same amount of money 
$150,000 and you're thinking that we're going to be able to live this lifestyle and then we come into it, I'm just like, oh, yeah, by the way, I make $80,000. I'm going to be pissed that you sold me a pipe dream that you make that much money and you don't because then that means I'm having to carry the household. Not only that, not only are you having to carry the household, and it, it, it doesn't even have to be that big of a drastic amount of money. Well, that was but it's let's just say it's twenty twenty thousand dollars left, which, which is still a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. You you kind of have planned for this lifestyle that we go back to, right? Right. And then I now you can't live now, that lifestyle yeah, that because you don't even know what the person. And and how do you even plan for the lifestyle if you don't know how much someone makes? That is true because people. People, People are full of quote surprises. unquote, flex all the time. They do. So, I we person I personally think I'm not going to speak for Tania. Let her speak for herself. That you should disclose how much you make, or at least a range. Right. Give that person a range and be honest, because at the end of the day, like it's not all about money. So, you know, if you make if you make, uh, I don't want to say an amount. Um, Because I don't want to offend anybody, but if you make a certain amount of money, say that. Right. And if that person loves you for who they are, for who you are, then money doesn't matter. Um, I agree. I think, um, I definitely think it was important for us to disclose that information. And that's all a part of, you know, we've talked about it on previous episodes about communication. You know, um, if you don't communicate about your finances and about, your history with finances, you know, how are you going to come into, you know, a union with someone and, you know, live the way you want to live? Um, so I think it's really important to disclose that information and to be transparent about, you know, what you can handle, any personal debts, you know, student loan, car payment, any credit card bills that you have like I think it's very important because you know there's honesty in that and you know that way if you need help with your spouse can help you and there's just no secrets because you know money brings a lot of it's money is very controversial hostility it brings a lot of hostility and a lot of like mistrust and trust like money is like (laughs) it gets it gets touchy yeah money is a very touchy a very touchy subject and I really just think that you have to be honest especially if it's a if it's a person that you want to be with forever like lifelong like it's a commitment so you have to be able to be transparent with that person and say you know this is how much I make this is what I have going on this is what I can or cannot contribute you know to whatever so and once again disclaimer this is just our opinion so yeah this is if you feel different then and, and it works for you and your spouse, then by all means, that's that's a hundred percent fine. This this is what works for us, right? Um, tonight, do you think it would work if if you were the breadwinner and I was a stay at home dad? I mean, I think it could work. Would you want to be a stay at home dad? That's not the question. <laughs> I think you. I mean, I honestly can't speak to the situation because I've never been in it, but. Would you be okay with being a bread as in going to the gender roles is would you be old time would say that the man is the breadwinner brings home all the money. And we know that's not the case now because 
progressively and there's still a lot of work that needs to be done as far as wage inequality um, for people of um, different colors and different creeds and women, but we do see women are starting to make more. Would you be okay that if something happens and you got this banging job and I was just like, well, shoot, I don't want to work no more. I'm going to stay at home. Um, I think I would be okay with it after we have a conversation. Like I, I would need to, we would need, need to really sit down and talk um, about is it because I'm making all this money or is it because you just don't have a passion for working anymore? Like, do you really desire to be a stay at home dad? Like what's the root of you all of a sudden saying that you don't want to work anymore? Mm. Um, But I don't think I would be, I don't think I would be, but I'm not in that situation to say like, I would be like closed minded. I don't know. Right. Um, But I definitely think that, you know, I would be more than capable of, you know, I believe I would be more than capable of doing it. And not that it's on the same tip, tip, but, you know, my mom, my parents divorced when I was eight. So my mom was like, I live with my mom. So she was like, I guess you could say like, obviously she was the breadwinner because I wasn't working, but I watched my mom provide, you know, for me, um, and we were fine. Like, we mm-hmm. lived comfortably. You know, she looked out for me. Even when I got my job, like, technically my mom was still, she was the, still the breadwinner bread in the house. And we still were able to live comfortably and do things that we wanted to do. Or I was able to do things that I wanted to do, that I wanted to do. So I think I would be okay. Cool. Well, if, when you get this next job, I'm going to take a sabbatical. Oh, you're going to take a sabbatical? Take a sabbatical. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three years. A three-year sabbatical? <laughs> three-year three sabbatical. Um, well, wait a minute. This doesn't count, obviously, because this is not me purposely being a stay-at-home wife. But if I, what if it was me? Like I said, oh, babe, I don't want to work anymore. I just want to stay at home and just be domesticated and just cook and clean all day and just. If If that is what you wanted to do and we could support it like if I could support it with one income then yes if that's what you wanted to do then yeah it's funny um I was talking to a a um someone that we had just hired in sales and we were just talking about like family and stuff and he was asking like was I married and blah 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 and we got on the subject he asked what you did I said you used to work in HR and then he was like and I was like yeah but she just got laid off and I don't know how we got on the subject of like stay at home like a stay-at-home mom and then he was just like well maybe she can be a stay-at-home mom and i'm just like first my first response wanted to be well talk about privilege (laughs) and my second response yeah he was white and my second response was gonna be um well i don't even think my wife would want to do that absolutely not (laughs) but it was just mm -hmm. funny when he said it just like how do you even know that I'm in a position right now to where my wife doesn't have to work anymore? Like yeah. I don't make that type of money to where like you can just sit at home even unless we just going to yeah. be sitting in here with no lights on. Right. And that's no, no, no shade to, you know, the men and the women who prefer to be stay at home moms, but guys, me just being, I've been, okay. So I just hit two months of 
being unemployed. Y'all, sitting in this house, not doing anything but washing dishes, watching TV, washing clothes. Y'all, oh my goodness. I applaud the people who, the men and women who are stay-at-home spouses and parents on the regular. Because I'll be in this house like, oh my God, I'm so bored. I'm going to go for a drive. I wonder what Mitchell's doing. I wonder, can I go to the park? Can I go do this? Is somebody available to see me like can I go visit a friend or you know like I'd be here twiddling my thumbs so I definitely as Mitchell said like unless Mitchell is like balling I I really do not think that I could be able to to be a stay-at-home wife or mom based on my current experience experience with it now like I just I need to be doing something and this is just proof that, you know, I need to be doing something. I know I just said that, but I mean it. Just wait, it's coming. I'm going to be balling one day. Um, but I, I want to I end on this um, going when we talk about future. What comes to mind when I say building wealth for our kids to you? What does that look like? Well, the first thing that I think about it's so funny um I started watching a show on Netflix called Dynasty woo child if you've seen it you know but just off of the fact like when you say like building wealth it kind of makes me think of like you know how you have parents that set up like a fund for their kids Mm -hmm. that they can't touch until they turn 18 Mm -hmm. or whatever the case is or even like I remember now that I'm saying this like I remember like my parents when I was younger before they, you know, got divorced and even after they got divorced, um, they started like a safe, like a piggy bank for me, but it was like, you know, those big life size Coke bottles, Mm -hmm. like the Coca-Cola soda bottles, like they would put money in there. And then like, when I got to a certain age, I was able to, you know, cash it or whatever. But I think like just building wealth for your family and for your future children, I think that's saving money, you know? Mm Mm-hmm saving money, keeping your credit score together, like doing all those things that will set that will set our future kids up to be successful or at least to, you know, have a foot in the door to be successful. So Right. Um, for me when I think about it, I always think about, you know, our parents. I definitely think we and this is no knock to our parents, um, that they put us in a position to at our age live probably a better life than they did. Um, yeah, my mom used to always say, I don't want you to ever um, want for anything. Like, right. I want to make sure. Yeah. And so being extremely blessed, I want to be able to leave something for our kids um, outside of money, um, you know, knowledge, a piece of land, just something that can't be taken from them. You know, we we go back and we look at the black history fact that I shared this week with uh, mom about how you know back in the day this basically this famous African this rich African American basically had everything stripped from him um, and basically caused generational wealth for another family um, that's something that I look at and something that I that I would like to start you know of course there's different avenues um, to to be able to build that wealth but I want to be able to leave this earth and know that at least our kids, our our future kids are taken care of. 
and that they can take what we've done and build off of what we've done and continue to grow it. Um, because I think that is very important for, for us, um, as black people to start looking to build wealth, whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be in that, in, in that area and realm of things. Um, so that's what I think of. Like, like I said, I think it's more than money. Um, I think it's the knowledge. I think it's, like I said, leaving back, leaving something tangible outside of money that they can just go and spend something that they can build on. Knowledge is intangible. Knowledge is intangible. And I think, now as you say that, I think that's going to be the one thing that I do. Like, as much as uh, I would roll my eyes at my dad for always saying something about saving money, I think for me, that's going to be what I'm going to, that's going to be my, I'm going to be that parent that's going to be like, you need to save your money. You need to put away at least I hope you don't dollars. sound like that. Oh my God. <laughs> Where are my earplugs? <laughs> No, but I do think that I'm definitely going to be um, very, I'm going to advocate for, you know, our kids to save their money early. Like, even when we, like, I remember, like, doing chores and, if, like, you going to save some of that? At least $5, do something. Mm-hmm. So, if we, you know, do the whole allowance thing, like, even teaching them at a young age to save, even if it's a dollar, something. Save something. You know, I think we should, I want to, you know, get a piggy bank all that like I, I want to we can teach them young you know instilling those instilling those values and you know the intangibles and the tangibles right. of you know growing growing wealth yes yeah. and you know being you know financially mature and financially responsible you know I mean I know there are probably some mistakes that we have made and mm-hmm. that we probably will make that we're going to be able to attest to our future kids like well this is what mom and dad did don't do this you know type of thing and i think even you know our grandparents will be you know around to give a test to you know what they did or what they wish they didn't do that i think will also because i think that just builds on the the knowledge for our kids so i have a i have a saving method that i'll discuss with you after the pod i'm not going to give all the gems away to the listeners maybe we'll share it at a later date but i have something that i've been thinking on thinking on for years about how to have a fun for for different years you really been holding out yeah i think we've probably talked about it before just something that i just i kind of did some math and just kind of figured up some stuff and i was just like wow um so man tonight nine episodes in i know this is so exciting Um, shout out to the listeners yeah appreciate you guys we're super super blessed to have this platform that we can deliver to y'all weekly um it's definitely been fun it has Um, been fun we can't wait to give you guys more content and more episodes um as always you know like comment share give us a review i don't know if you can do it on spotify but on apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review an honest review a rating and a review you can leave us stars and or type us a little message you know feedback like guys we said this last episode and we mean it like share your feedback be honest with us because we only want to build and get better um also while you are sharing um liking subscribing reviewing rating also if you have any you know personal stories to share about you know how do you maintain your finances or are you saving or you know if you are 
looking to looking for a future relationship like what are your thoughts on joint accounts and you know things like that we want to hear about that so send us an email at the heart at halftime at gmail.com send us a dm follow us on instagram at the heart at halftime we're also on facebook the heart at halftime um we just would love to interact with our listeners and our friends and everybody who's um supporting us so yeah Anything else? Did I forget anything, Mr. Hargett? He hates when I call him that. (laughs) Mr. Hargett. No, you covered everything. So go ahead and wrap it up and get us out of here. All right, guys. Um, Remember, it's quarantine. So be safe. Wear your mask, please. Um, When we go out and I see people that don't have masks on, I I literally want to go up to them and be like, so why don't you have a mask on? Like, is is it really that bad? Because... It could be worse. We could be, you know, there are far worse conditions. Like the people that are working in hospitals that have to wear their masks for 12, 18 hours a day, and you can't put on your mask for 10 minutes. Wear a mask. We you shouldn't, know where I stand on this, so I ain't got to say right, nothing. Right. We shouldn't be complaining about having to wear a mask in a store for five minutes when there are healthcare workers and other people who are wearing masks for, again, 12, 18 hours, probably longer than that all this gear and we can't put a mask on for five minutes so please be safe um continue to make yourself aware of what's going on in the world um not just with the pandemic but with you know police brutality and uh, systemic racism um i also want to give a shout out to aviance and i think her name was mckenzie um they host like these uh discussions panel discussion forums yeah discussion forums um on zoom every week and they you know have a they've created a platform for you know blacks and whites to get together and have an open dialogue about what's currently going on um in our country so shout out to you ladies um thanks so much for having us on the call last week it was great so shout out to y'all and again you guys be safe we love you guys wait one more thing before you close out i'm sorry (laughs) next week be on the lookout we're gonna be rolling out some new things trying different things on our instagram page so just make sure that you are um following if you're not the hard to have time um, on instagram because we will be rolling out, like I said, some new content and just some ways. Um, to Mitchell done got his creative bag, y'all. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all later. Peace. The purpose of the Hargy Halftime is to share real life experiences and to provide insight on how to navigate through those life experiences, whether you are single, in a relationship, engaged, or married. At the end of each episode, it is our hope that whoever, wherever is listening to this podcast will be blessed by the content shared.